Hi, I'm Rachel. Hi, I'm Beth. We're two hardworking mamas who have a lot in common. We're accountability partners, turned podcast partners, living ordinary lives while chasing our dreams. We're both obligers, and we created this podcast to help keep us accountable for showing up. We want to talk about motherhood, mastering our mindset, navigating that delicate balance of work and home life, and all of the things in between. Life is hard. We want you to know that you're not alone, and we see you. We're all in this together, and we're so glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the We Are Obliged podcast. Tonight, I have a special guest on. She's actually another family member, my cousin, Joey. Welcome, Joey. Hi, thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to come on. So I like to always start, we like to start out our guest episodes with an icebreaker question. So I know you love traveling. So if you could tell, if you could travel anywhere in the world tomorrow, where would you go? Ooh, there's so many places. Um, (laughs) I would probably say Scotland. That is a place I've always wanted to go. Nice. Yeah, that's, that would be amazing. Yeah, I've heard it's beautiful there. Nice and green and all the history and stuff. Yeah, it would just be so fun to go. Yeah, cool. I love it. So I'm, I didn't ask for a bio or anything from you. So why don't you just go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself, kind of what you do, what you enjoy doing for fun, for work, all of the things. Okay, great. Uh, yeah. So let's see, where to begin? Um, well, I am what I like to call, uh, is a lifestyle entrepreneur. So I have little did I know I've actually been an entrepreneur, uh, quote unquote for a really long time. Like even in grade school, I would make the little like creepy crawler machines. I would do like custom creepy crawlers for my classmates (laughs) when I was in grade school and I would sell them. And so that was kind of like my first introduction into kind of entrepreneurship and stuff. But my dad, he's big into entrepreneurship. He owns his own businesses. And so I've always really been around it, but I'd never really considered myself an entrepreneur until probably just a couple of years ago, but I did the normal things, you know, went to college, got a degree in graphic design, decided, yeah, that's not really for me and (laughs) don't really use my degree, but I definitely (laughs) learned a lot and had a lot of fun. And so was just doing work in the nine to five grind and was just really not happy. We had other businesses we were building and things, but it, there was always that itch of wanting to do something for pets. Pets have always been a huge thing for me uh, that they were, especially in my time of need when my dad had gotten into a car, like an accident um, out in the woods when, where he was working. And I brought the cats inside when I was in grade school. And I'm like, these are my little, my little saving graces. So my, my pets have really always been like there for me. They've been my, my comfort. And I've always just had a huge passion for pets. And so I found my company that I'm currently with uh, five years ago now. Uh, it's called Pawtree. And I absolutely love it. I, I jumped in and it's all about pets and nutrition. And nutrition is very important for my husband and I. So I was like, man, this is like a, a great combo to have, you know, nutrition and but also be helping pets with their nutrition. So I've been doing that for the last five years and I've been a stay at home dog mom for the last two And it's just been a whirlwind ride ever since. Wow. There's so much that I can't wait to ask more questions about all of that, (laughs) (laughs) but that's awesome. So you said about two years ago was when you like quit your actual like nine to five job. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. In January, it'll be two years. Okay. Wow. So like, I guess what was the, what helped to like really just decide to like make that, take that leap or, you know, like at what point were you like, okay, I feel confident, like to let go of that security and just to go out all on my own here. It was definitely a stepping stone. Um, so my husband, Alex and I have been doing a lot of personal development. Um, I've been in network marketing for over six years. Well, actually, yeah, six or seven years now. And that was really my first introduction to like, what is personal development and all these types of things. And 
we have a life coach. And so he was really the thing that kind of helped me work through this. And when I was working my nine to five, I was a manager at a plastic manufacturing company, nothing glamorous, nothing great. (laughs) There was no room for growth, but I, I pretty much ran the entire company and, but I was very overworked, uh, underpaid, underappreciated, and just really was longing for more freedom in my life to be able to go and do the things that I wanted to do, but I was so scared and nervous. Like I just, I don't know. There was just something in me that I was like, Oh my goodness. I I could never leave like that type of fear. Um, but with the personal development and, uh, just with my life coach, he kind of helped me figure out, like I needed to, I'm not fulfilling my passion. I'm not doing what I was meant to be doing. And then um, my best friend, she had actually started her vet clinic and she was asking me if I wanted to go and be a dog trainer. So I was going to school for dog training and that was kind of like the first step into, okay, maybe there's an outlet for me if I could go and be a dog trainer. And then when we were building our house, I had invisible fence come and uh, install a invisible fence for our new house for our dogs. And it turns out they were actually looking for a dog trainer. So, yeah, I went on my pretty much my first actual interview ever when I was (laughs) 32. (laughs) And I can tell you right off the bat, I was terrified to have the interview like I and I hadn't told my boss or anything because I was like, I don't even know if this is going to happen. What's going on? And I came home from work and I was like crying and I was a ball in my uh, closet and my husband, Alex, had to come and literally pick me up off the floor. And he was like, you're going to go to this interview. You're going to do amazing and it's going to change your life. I'm just like, okay, okay. So I went to the interview and I they loved it. They loved me. And so I actually took that job. And, uh, for about five months, I worked at invisible fence and, but I had already been, I was only working like part-time there because of like the scheduling and things like that. And it wasn't a very busy time of year. So I was already kind of starting to get that first inclination of like, this is what it feels like to stay at home. Yeah. And then I was hooked and I was like, okay, I, even though I loved working with the dogs, like there was still a part of me that was like, this is not what I was meant to do. Like, and so we took the leap, which was terrifying because I hadn't even replaced my nine to five income yet. Um, So we were mostly like relying on Alex's income. And so it was scary, but I just knew like I had, if I wanted to make pottery, like the thing I had to put all of my energy into it. And so decided to quit. I had gone to our leadership conference the next day and told my CEO, Hey, I just quit my job yesterday. So I'm doing pottery full time. And he was like, "Woohoo!" (laughs) (laughs) super excited. But it was, it was this very terrifying, scary journey. But over the last two years, like we've grown our business to actually replace our in my nine to five income. So now I'm like, okay, well, I could have been working that nine to five and hating life, or now I could work from home, making the same amount of money and loving life. Yeah, definitely worth it. Yeah. That's so cool. So it sounds like it wasn't even all like financially driven to make that decision. It sounds like it was a lot of like working on your personal growth to get you to that point where you're like, okay, I actually feel ready to do this now. (laughs) Not just like, Oh, okay. Now I feel like I'm making enough so I can quit, which I'm sure that was played a factor as well, but Mm -hmm. it sounds like it's, it was more so like that, that personal development piece that really, really drove you through it. It, it really was. It was, I had to grow to a certain spot as a person to be like, okay, I, I'm so unhappy with where my life is that I I can't be here anymore. I have to make a change. I have to do something different and be, do like the complete opposite of what I was doing. And so that was, you know, I'd gone from working the same job for over 15 years to then quitting two jobs in the same year. So (laughs) it, it was, yeah, but it was definitely a lot of personal growth and like just the stress that I was under and the, how just unhappy I was, that's really where it was like the breaking point of, 
I just can't do this anymore. I have to go and do something else that's actually going to make me extremely happy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost like you had to clear out that the old and I don't want to say bad, but just like (laughs) the old, we'll just say that to make space for that new opportunity to really grow and to really like lean into that. Yeah, there was a lot of like upper limits and and mental blocks and thinking I wasn't worthy enough to even go and get another job or to be able to to quit my job. Like it was all of those things were so scary. And then once I made the decision and I actually took the leap, there was so much just like weight lifted off my shoulders that I was like, okay, it is scary now that yes, we have pretty much Alex's income is all that we were living on. And like that, it was just very scary, but yeah, I was able to work through all of those blocks to be like, okay, but what if, and what could be the next step? What could come out of it? And it's been this past year, we've doubled our income, like just from like the, what we were making from pottery. We doubled it from last year because I was really able to just work full-time and dedicate all my like brain power. And, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of just stuffed a lot of the other stuff away and just was really able to focus on pottery. Yeah. That's awesome. So cool. Do you, so you mentioned the life coach and actually, I think it was just our last episode that, um, it, my co-host Beth and I were talking about, she just got a life coach as well. And I, this is like a new concept to me, I guess I've heard of them, but I never really like would have ever thought of like getting one. And it's something I've been thinking about lately. Like maybe this is what I need. (laughs) So it sounds like you had a good experience. Are you, are you still working with your life coach? Yes. Yeah. We've been with grant for uh, two years now and we were very much in the same position as you are where it's like, so I was kind of describing to Alex because there was just a lot of changes that were going on with our life. And I was like, man, I just feel like there's a wide open field with all of these options that we could do and all these doors at the end of it. But I don't know what direction to run. And I literally just need someone to tell me what to do, kind of a kind of feeling. And so we started looking into And we weren't even sure what to call it. And then we came across like life coaches because we didn't need necessarily like a business coach or we needed something for like our life to be like, okay, we want all of these changes, but we need somebody that knows what they're doing to kind of help us work through it. And so we ended up finding Grant and he's been amazing to be able to help us just figure out what we really want in life, but then also to work through all of our blocks. Like I'm a completely different person from when I first started working with him and Alex too. Like there's just the, the amount of growth that we've been able to have. And I don't even catch it. Like Grant's always like, man, even just six months ago, you would have never said that. And I was like, you know what? That is true. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so what, like how, what are some of like the big, changes you've seen in your life then since you've been able to just like quit and be completely working from home full-time and like how do you keep a schedule or do you just kind of wake up every day and are like oh, I think I'm going to do this today or do you have like a an idea of what you're going to do t- day to day how does that look for you uh it's kind of ever-changing I haven't been able to find like one thing that really works for me so I've tried some of the the time blocking and uh, doing like, okay, I do this on specific days and nothing's really actually set in stone for me. So there's a lot of fluidity, like uh, fluid to it. Um, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, which isn't the greatest. It is something that I'm working on. And like in 2022, getting organized is definitely a main priority for me. Um, but I do have like Mondays, there's always a ton of meetings and different coaching calls with my team throughout the week. And so I kind of have these like uh, main things that I do every single week. And then it's things like on Wednesdays, I make sure I plan out my social media and get the any posts ready, get pictures ready and all that kind of stuff and get some of those things scheduled out. And then some of the other bigger things too is we've just really been able to have the the freedom to be able to live life off leash is what we call it. And we can 
travel pretty much as much as we want and because we have the we we aren't tied to different things. So Alex has his own business. And so there's some things we have to finagle there, but there's a lot of times where if we just want to go on vacation and go up North, we have the freedom to be able to do that. That, um, personal freedom is there's no cost to it. Right. It's just like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and one of the other things too, and it's so small and frivolous, but it hit every time I have to set a hair appointment, it comes up as like something that's a big thing for me that I can literally just text my hairdresser and be like, Hey, I, you know, between now and next Tuesday, do you have any openings? And she's like, yeah, sure. How about Tuesday at noon? And I'm like, yep, that sounds fine. And before (laughs) it was always like, can I, you know, try and squeeze it in before work and go in a little late or try and get out a little early. And it was always such a fiasco just to even try and get my hair done. And now just to be able to be like, Hey, when do you have an opening? And I get to go. Yeah. Those small little things. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So the other, um, thing that I know you've been, I don't know when, I can't remember when you started this, but you started doing, and I might be saying this wrong, but like lead dog training. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about that. Like, how did you guys get into that? And yeah, how's okay. it going? <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's been a whirlwind as well. So I've, I've always known about the organization called leader dogs for the blind. And I'm pretty sure it was something that was, uh, like when, um, Oh, what is it called? I just drew drew a blank, but there's an organization (laughs) that they work with. I can't believe I'm forgetting this right now, but maybe I'll remember later, but they came to the, to our school, St. Paul's and they did a demonstration. And I think that was like my first introduction to leader dogs for the blind. And I always thought, man, that would be really cool to be a puppy raiser for them. But it was something I had just pushed into the wayside going through high school and college and just really forgot about. And then when I was actually, so with Pawtree, I look for different events to have a vendor table at, and I found something with leader dogs for the blind. So it kind of came back up into my life. And it was always for years, I was like, man, being a puppy raiser would be great, but we're just not at our point at a point in that in our life. It was, we were building the house and I was going to dog training school and all of these changes. And finally, once we got settled, I was like, Alex, do you think we could actually do this? And so we applied Um, I sent in the application just before we were leaving on vacation, like a week and a half long vacation. And they called me while I was on vacation and said, Hey, can you still take a puppy on February 22nd? This was like the week before. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And I was like, um, yeah. And they're like, okay, that's when you're going to be picking up your new dog. And I was like, (laughs) we still had to get a kennel. We had to like get all the puppy stuff, like nesting for the puppy. Like it was, it was pure craziness that week leading up to it for sure. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That is insane. Yeah. Uh, but that's how Breck got his name. That's the name of our leader dog. Cause we were out in Breckenridge, Colorado. So we're like, let's name him Breck. And yeah, and he's, he's super cute. He just turned one yesterday on December 27th. So, um, we, so as a leader dog or as a puppy raiser, I, we get the dog and we have to do all of this training with them. So the normal obedience, like sit down, stay all that kind of stuff, but it's also a lot of just getting him well-rounded out in public. So I'll do things like walking him up and down the sidewalk on different levels of busyness. So like maybe just on our road where there's not a lot of traffic and then working our way up to something more like, you know, all the way to four lanes of traffic through a city where there's big semis. And so getting him used to traffic sounds and going through car washes and the grocery store and just being a really good dog and very calm dog out in public. Okay. Do they give you like guidelines of what to, like what things you have to do with the dog? Yeah. There was like a 180 page document that came with him. (laughs) Yeah. There's in addition to all the prep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They were like, here you go. Here's some light reading for you. And, uh, but it's, so yeah, they call it the puppy manual and it was really nice. So the first, like probably 16 weeks that we had him, they gave us weekly tasks that we needed to train with him and things to 
um, you know, make sure you do sit or touch or making sure we are touching the different parts of the dog's body. So that they're used to, you know, if somebody has a kid that maybe will pull on the ears or things like that. So we just, they gave us a very structured that by week by week, these are the things to train or get them exposed to. And it was a lot of learning for me, even through going through dog training, this was like a whole different ball game. And it was really, really cool to see him progress. And like, he's very driven. He has a lot of energy. He's very go, 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 go. He wants to work all the time. And if he's not working, he's being crazy, but he, I think he's going to be a really good, either a guide dog, um, which is the main goal, but they do have other programs. So if, so after we have them for about a year and do all this training with them, then we send him back to leader dogs for the blind. And he goes to what they call college. And there's like three phases of guide dog training that he has to graduate through. And so I have to give up this puppy that I've been raising (laughs) for a year. (laughs) And yeah, so it's going to be tough, but I know he's going to go and do really awesome things. And and even if he doesn't make it as a guide dog, I'm sure they have other programs that like canine, like maybe bomb detection or, or working in an airport to smell for different things. And he would absolutely do amazing with anything like that. Yeah. So do you get to find out like where he ends up at? Yes. So if he makes the, we do get a couple of updates, especially if he's going through the guide dog uh, college, then I will get a couple of updates and I'll know if he gets career changed or if he actually makes it through. If he goes to do something more like um, scent work or, or bomb detection, things like that, I won't really get any updates. So that'll okay. be really tough to be like, yeah. I don't know what happened to my dog. <laughs> Yeah. Is that going to be hard having to, to let him go? It will be. Yeah. Because we've put so much time and effort and energy into him, but he's also, he's a lot. And like my two dogs are just so chill and they yeah. don't make a lot of noise and they just kind of sleep a lot. And Breck is just like, so what are we doing next? I'm going to bark <laughs> a lot. I'm going to do this. But he's great. And like, we've, we've really been able to work with him through a lot of these different issues that he's been having. And so he's been teaching me a lot of things. And so I know for like the next guide dog that we will be raising, I will know a lot more of what I'm getting into. Yeah. So do you, that's what was going to be my next question. Would you do it again? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think I would get, so Breck's a male and we have, we have a male and a female and for the home sake, we'll probably try a female the next time and see if that okay. kind of goes over better with my, my two dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably a challenge to like get all the other animals in the house to adjust to this. Yeah. New- <laughs> Yeah. Cause the cats were like, uh, I haven't seen a puppy in like 10 years. Like, what is this? <laughs> what did you bring home? But they've definitely gotten a lot more used to Brack and we've gotten him to where he doesn't chase them as much anymore. And cause that's all part of the, the training that we have to do for him. A lot of like impulse control, but yeah, with two, two dogs and three cats, it's been a zoo for sure. Yeah. That's like, that's like a full-time job right there. Just yeah. doing all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've had to actually make some adjustments even to our home life because, um, you know, with Breck would be barking at different things. And so really incorporating power hours into my business. So there'd be times where I'd get a Kong, like stuff a Kong with yummy things and have to put Breck in his kennel with the Kong to make sure it's distraction. And then I try and hammer out a power hour so I can actually get some work done. It's like having a toddler really like running around and distracting, like, okay, nap time. I'm going to get some work done. (laughs) It's like, okay, I got this window of time. I got to take advantage of it. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's really cool. That's awesome that you guys are doing that. Thank you. Um, so Speaking of kids, I know that you and Alex have made the decision like that, not to have kids. You want to just, you know, have your pets and that's, that's more than enough for you. And that's, I think that's, you know, that's good that making that decision for you and not for anybody else. Like that's, you know, because kids obviously are not, um, they're a lot of work, just like pets, you know, and having Mm -hmm. something that's not going to be like 
fit what you really want out of life. Like, yeah. So what I guess is, did you always know that you didn't want to have kids? Um, or was this something that you decided later in life or yeah, uh, tell me about that? Yeah, for sure. So I've always kind of known that I didn't want kids. Like I remember sitting in the hallway in, I think it was about eighth grade. And I just remember thinking like, I just don't want kids. And so I don't really know like where it stems from. My mom always jokes that I didn't babysit enough. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I babysat enough to realize I didn't want them. So, (laughs) um, but as I was kind of thinking back, even over just the last like six months or so, it was probably quite a bit stems back from my dad's accident. So with that, my, so my dad was in the hospital for like six months. I'm sure you, you might remember some of this, but you might, we were actually probably a little bit too little, but my dad was in the hospital for like six months and my mom was in the the hospital quite a bit with her, with him. And I had two older sisters, but Karen was a senior in high school. Kathy was off to college. And so I had a lot of time home alone. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that, if like, a like not necessarily abandonment issues was like a part of that or like internally, yeah. but it was always just something that I knew I didn't want kids. It like, there was just always that feeling there, like that motherly instinct wasn't a burning thing that I had. And so, um, there had been some, like, as I was growing up and there was always, uh, or there had been a couple of different times where I was like, well, you know, maybe I do for, or, but then it always came back to, no, I like the, there's a lot of things with it that I'm just like, I, yeah, it's just kind of always been there. So on actually when I met Alex and we were on our first date, now I was 22 and I think he was 18 (laughs) and yeah, he's younger. (laughs) Um, I did so, not realize that that's, yes. I didn't realize he was, I knew he, I guess I, I knew that he was a little bit younger, but I didn't realize. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah four years younger. So, uh, which, so on our first date, I about jumped out of the car when I found out how young he was, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, I was very upfront with him. I was like, listen, I've made the decision. I don't want kids. And so if that is something you think that you want later off in life, that's, uh, then I'm not the girl for you. And he's like, I'm just 18. Like, I'm not even thinking about any of that kind of stuff. <laughs> but as we were dating and like progressing through our relationship, he just really liked the freedom that we had to be able to, mm-hmm. Hey, our friends invited us to go out to the bar. Okay. Let's just go. We can drop everything and go, you know, with the pets, it's nice to just, you know, even with Breck, I can just put them into the kennel and away we go. So it's just kind of that, some of it stems from just the, the, the time freedom to be able to go and do what we want whenever we want. And, um, especially through college, I was never a fan of like crying babies and, and any of that <laughs> kind of stuff. And yeah, babies are just kind of, ah, I don't know. I don't like to hold them or anything like that. I'm more of like, okay, when my nephews are now older and I can go and take them snowboarding, this is fun. And then I hype them full of energy and and uh, candy. And then I send them back to my, my sisters. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely much more of the ant role. I like that more. Okay. So it's not necessarily like you don't mind being around kids or, you know, other people's kids. It's just, you don't personally have that desire. Yeah. And like, there's always a limit too on how much like kid interaction, you know, for (laughs) there's, you know, the different holidays where there's like a lot of kids and they're screaming and they're running. And I'm just like, Ooh, okay. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta have a break because it's just a lot. So there's sometimes that there's things like that, but I even get that with the dogs sometimes too, when I've got the three dogs running around and they're barking and they're crazy. And I was like, guys, you need to calm down. Like everybody gets a timeout. So (laughs) It's more, I think it's more of just like, I like the, the chill, relaxed times mm-hmm. with a, with a lot of that. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Cause I mean, I think that's a normal feeling to have. Like I get that way too, just like, especially coming off the holidays. I'm like, yes. okay, I'm thankful to be back in my own house and not around, uh, like uh, many kids under one house or one under one roof at one time. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It is a lot. Um, so have you and Alex, like over the years that you've been together, do you kind of like every once in a while, like check in, like, 
you still good with this decision? And I mean, maybe not now, but like over the years that you were dating and stuff, was it still like, you're still okay with this decision? Cause this is, I'm still on the same thought process. Not, not really. Um, I mean, maybe once no. in a while there would be like, um, cause for me, I've never second guessed it. Like I've just, yeah. even if there was like a time where if I was dating someone and they really wanted kids to be like, could I even change my mind? And then I'd have to, I'd somehow like hang out with a friend's kid or something. And I was like, no, I am not changing my mind. <laughs> So I just, have, I've never really even second guessed it. And so we never really actually talked too much about never it. Had, yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like I had one more question on it and now I'm blanking. So I guess that's it. Um, <laughs> okay. So then last topic that I wanted to touch on is just about kind of your nutrition journey. I know you recently have been, um, like working on this and seeing, was it a, functional medicine yes. or, okay. Seeing a functional medicine doctor and doing a lot of gut healing, all of that. So tell me about that journey for you. Oh, that has been a long, long journey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've really only deep dived into it like the last year to actually fix things. But thinking back now, I'm like, there has been years worth of things building up and, um, like things I probably should have been like, okay, this is enough. So I just, yeah, I definitely had a lot of gut health issues where I would have different pains or like sharp stabbing pains in my sides. And, um, the bathroom situation was just a mess. And I was finally at the point where I was like, I have literally had enough of being balled up on the floor. Or, um, I think one of the, the, like I was, at a conference with a bunch of people. And, um, I only knew one girl and I'm rooming with all these other strangers and I didn't know who they were. I wake up in the middle of the night and I feel like I'm going to pass out. And I've got this sharp pain in my side. And I'm like, I'm in, in a hotel room down in Florida and I'm having like some sort of medical thing going on right now. And I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm going to pass out. Um, Mm. and yeah. And then just like things, I don't know. So finally it was like, okay, everything was good. Everything was fine, but I really just needed to take a step back and and evaluate like, would I, am I okay living the next 20 years this way? And it was definitely a no, or even 30 years. I'm just like, no, I don't want to live another day. And so, um, and Alex, like both of us were just, we were working out and we were doing all of these things, but we weren't seeing the gains in the gym and we were both overweight and not where we wanted to be or look. And I was like, we just need to do something different. Like I had just gone to um, uh, the physical for, with my doctor and he's like, you're as healthy as a horse. And I'm like, but I'm not happy with where I'm at and I'm having these issues. And so he told me to go to look up my insurance and look at a dietitian. And I was like, yeah, that's not okay with me. Like, uh, that's just not enough. (laughs) So we started, I, you know, went to good old Google and was looking around and found a functional medicine doctor, uh, down in, well, it's, um, it's called new view nutrition. So they're nutritionists and they've been so amazing and so great. And so we just went down there and we kind of had like a first, um, virtual, just like events and just learning more about what they do. And I was like, man, there are so many things that on that list that they are explaining that I, that I have issues with. And I had dabbled with trying to figure out some things like, well, maybe I'm a, I have some sensitivities to things. So I had gotten different sensitivity tests and all these things, but it was still just not really enough. And so once we went to new view, things were finally figured out for us. And even at that, like over the last almost like, yeah, over a year now, but it's just been, it's been a slow progression, but so many things have gotten fixed. And so, you know, I had, um, I had like an overgrowth of candida and lots of inflammation and just, um, we actually had to do like multiple stool samples to really figure out what was going on with my gut, because with so much 
drinking and eating bad through college. And I eat, I ate like a 12 year old, like I would just have, <laughs> you know, hot pockets and <laughs> Velveeta cheese and nacho chips for dinner, like meat. I didn't know what that was. And so it was like, my whole diet was just a complete mess. And again, that was really like scary and fearful for me because I knew that I wasn't somebody that really embraced change. And, and you were, you were always a little bit of a picky eater too, right? Like, oh you, yeah. 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 Super, super picky eater. I had like my staple things that I liked that was like grilled cheese, mac and cheese, cheese and a hamburger. Like it was <laughs> all cheese, <laughs> no veggies, no, like maybe an apple once in a while. But, and so I knew going into this, I was like, man, this is going to like, I actually cried the first three appointments. When I left the first three appointments, I got into my car and I cried and mm. I called Alex and was like, I don't think I can do this. And so it was actually very good that Alex, like Alex was, he just went and did this just to support me. Yeah. And then he figured out, he was like, wow, I do have a lot of these issues that I also want to uh, take care of and just be losing weight and being healthier. So I've definitely learned a lot of ways on this is how to actually fuel my body and my taste buds have changed. So I now like broccoli wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is never anything I would eat before and, you know, putting <laughs> spinach in a smoothie and having smoothies every day and just figuring out like these, these macros and, and eating these certain types of things throughout the day and noticing I feel really good. And actually one of the biggest things is like, if I don't eat enough, then I actually gain a lot of weight. So I have <laughs> to make sure that I'm like going to bed completely stuffed so that I know that I ate enough that day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And so that's quite a journey. So do they, they walk you through like each phase and you continue working with them like an ongoing thing, or is it like, okay, you've, you've reached your goals and now we're going to cut you loose. Um, so they, we had like the first initial plan and we were still working on quite a few things. And it's definitely a, a long process, like rebuilding your gut health can be done in a small amount of time or a really long time. And for, for mine and for how much like damage and issues that I had, it's been this really long process to really build it, like to kill off all the bad bacteria, building up the good bacteria and really just like fixing my gut to really work optimally. And cause we had, I'd already been doing like six months worth of work with them. Once we did our, my first like stool sample to find out, I still, I mean, I had parasites and all of these different things that I never even realized was going on. Like wow. you would have just thought I was fine, but yeah, it was, it was a complete mess even six months after fixing a lot of this stuff. And so I really, so we're still working with them and we, we've, instead of going monthly, we've kind of spaced things out to every three months. Um, but I really love their approach of, okay, so you've got this issue going on. What's causing that issue. So instead of just putting a patch on it, they yep. figure out, okay, well, why do you have this inflammation or why do you uh, get constipated or, you know, figuring out like, is it the food that you're eating? Is it, um, you know, or like I would get really, really hungry at like 10 o'clock at night. It was like clockwork between nine 30 and 10, I would get ravenously starving and I would go for like cream cheese and crackers, which was the most horrible thing like <laughs> to eat right before bed. And and so we had figured out it's like leptin or something like that, or lepto. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but um, she was like, yeah, so you have this and it's a very common thing, but making sure that I'm eating enough throughout the day is in working on training my body to not have those cravings late at night. And so mm -hmm. like fixing the cravings during the day. And yeah, and now it's, get, it's gotten to the point is like, as long as I'm eating enough during the day, then I don't get those hungry feelings later on at night where I, I would make really bad decisions because it was just convenient to go and grab something that was bad for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like it's helped also with like your, your working out or your, you know, your exercise, have you noticed a lot more? Um, progress with that now that you've kind of been working on these other things? 
Yes. Yeah. I got into like really, really good shape. Um, it was like in April of this year, I was like really at like, okay, this is where I want to stick and where I want to be. Um, and in true form, you know, we, we love to travel. So it's really hard to stay on plan while we're traveling. We, we have some things and some protocols that we try and stick to, but, um, I've gotten a little lax and I'm not eating as much on meal plan. So I have resorted back a little bit. Um, but we've actually been doing, uh, we did like, uh, we've been working with another company and we did this big blood panel. Cause I've always thought like, okay, if my hormones are, are messed up, cause there's a lot of things just kind of going on that I'm not happy with. And it's, and I see people that are performing the, you know, they've got these big businesses or, um, I do a lot of stuff with the network marketing scape. And so I'm like, I see these people and they are, you know, six figure a month earners in their company and they've got multiple businesses. And I'm like, how are they able to do this <laughs> when like, I, like I should be able to do this, but I don't have like the energy for it. And like the drive, just some of these things hasn't been there. And, um, some of like my energy, a lot of the energy and like sleeping better and that kind of stuff has gotten fixed from just fixing what I eat but there's, I can still tell that there's, there's a next level. I'm like I can di- dive even deeper into mm-hmm. my nutrition and figuring things out. So we've been working with a different company and we got a bunch of our blood work done uh, for both Alex and I, and it's crazy. Like this is actually the first time I've been talking about it, but um, so I have like low testosterone hmm. and yeah, like women have low T it's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um and then there's like low, uh, progesterone and what else? I think those are like the two biggest ones that they were like, yeah, you could like, I could five times the amount of testosterone that I have in my system and still be in the normal range. Really? And, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's really crazy to think about, but like in Alex has been doing a lot of research into it and it's things of like drive and motivation and confidence. Mm. And I used to be a really confident person. I feel like where I could just walk into a room and it would be fine. And now I kind of have my head down and kind of mm. go to the corner a little bit. And it's like, I don't want to be that way. Yeah. So we've been kind of, this is the, we just kind of figured some of that stuff out for me. Alex has been working on his stuff for the last like 10 weeks or so. And Um, and it's even things of like adding garlic in to help with inflammation. And cause there was just some, um, different things or even like, I can't, like, I don't absorb iron really. Oh, okay. And my mom just figured out she, she doesn't really absorb iron. And so figuring out some of these more all natural ways that we can get the iron into my system and actually get my body to absorb it. And so it's really cool that, you know, we're on this next step and this next phase of getting us to be, cause I want to be more motivated and I know that I can do more, but it's like, I need to, you know, unleash the energizer bunny again. <laughs> I feel like she's been like tucked away for too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I know at one point you had talked to me about like, um, hoping that some of this was going to help with your rain odds. And so I'm curious, has that, have you noticed any changes with that? I haven't yet. Um, I know my nutritionist, she had me try something and I think I was taking it for about two months and I didn't notice any difference, but I'm hoping that with, um, maybe some of the new things that I'm working on, if to have some of it work more on, because it's works on your, your like more of the cellular level. So maybe if I can get more of the blood flow going, it will help with the Raynaud. So I'm still trying to find mm-hmm. something to help. And it was actually really interesting. I went to a vet conference. It was like a holistic vet conference and I'm walking around the room and I find this table and they have the, this like special camera that it can detect things through thermal imaging uh, for, for dogs and cats. So maybe if it's like, if it's red, it could be like a type of cancer or inflammation, like something's going on there. Oh. And I had him take a picture of my hand. <laughs> I was like, I want to know that I'm in the yeah. conference room, you know, you're in a conference room, your hands are always cold. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. And so, yeah, he took a picture of my hand. There was like one little tiny red spot 
And then all of my fingers were come like black and <laughs> yeah. And the, di- it was like a 20 degree difference between the middle of my hand and my fingers. He's like, wow, your fingers feel like they're dead. I'm like, yep. Yeah, they feel that way to me too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm still really trying to deep dive into something else that can help with the Raynaud's and, and I, you know, trying to find maybe something that I don't know, nothing yet, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was curious. Cause yeah, I, I struggle with that all like, you know, from October to June, basically my hands are just like const- this constant state of just freezing. <laughs> yeah. Or like in too cold of AC or. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, like that, that too. Yep. It's like, I need to put gloves on when I'm indoors in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's been a couple of times even recently that I've had to go to sleep with socks on because oh, I was yeah. like, my feet are so cold. And Alex is mm-hmm. like, don't put your feet on me. They're so cold. And I was like, okay, I'll just go put socks on because my feet are dying. <laughs> Yeah. I, I will never understand how, like, so I work in the hospital and, you know, the people that work there that aren't in scrubs, but, you know, have to actually dress up. And I'm like, I will never understand how, no matter what time of the year it is, how you could ever come to work without socks on, because like, I, I would never be able to do the whole like cute business casual. I'd be in like a pantsuit with socks every day because my feet would freeze. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, that's cool. I have definitely been like wanting to, to work with a practitioner like that because I, you know, have issues myself and I know, I know what I need to do. It's just like, okay, I need to just like take the time and the money to just do it. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I have been ever since, ever since I had was pregnant with Monroe I itch just like constantly all over my body itch and then I'll get hives and it's just like, it's awful. It's miserable. And I've tried doing like an elimination diet and that didn't help. And, um, I'm like, I know it's gotta be, it's gotta be something that I can, I can work on and fix, but I just need to like figure that out. So (laughs) that's that's definitely on my list of like things I want to, I want to do, but yeah, it is. And it's always, and for me, like one of my, I have a big, like big money blocks. That's one of the Mm -hmm. big things that I am always constantly trying to work through. And so spending the money, because it was a, it was a big chunk of money right up front to, to go to the nutritionist. And even though I knew that it was like going to completely change my life in the, in the right direction, it was still very scary to be like, man, we're going to be spending a lot of money, but it's also like if this, but I've learned how to eat for the rest of my life where before it was just like, what do I feel like eating or different things? And now it's like, nope, I've got my breakfast, a snack, lunch, a snack, and then dinner. And if I'm still a little bit hungry, then I can have you know, an egg, like a boiled egg or something like that. And so really just focusing more on like, this is, this is something that's going to set me up for the next 30 plus years of knowing how to eat properly to really fuel my body and how I need to do things. So even though it was hard, like I still, I had to kind of figure that out of like, it's an investment into myself. So whether Mm -hmm. it's paying for coaching or paying for, you know, it's like, okay, you got a food coach, you got a life coach, you have a business coach, and you've got all of these different coaches, but they're just a piece of the puzzle. And so a lot of times it is just having to take the leap and be like, okay, I'm just going to invest into myself so that I can fix things because it's been, it is priceless being able to have like my gut fixed and knowing like, because we're, we're both supposed to be gluten-free and dairy-free. So we really try and stick to that as much as possible. So like my friend came over uh, last night and she brought us Italia gardens and I looked on the website and I said, Hey, could you get us the gluten-free noodles? And, yeah, and just being able to find a lot of those options because yeah, definitely through the holidays and eating a lot of the sweet treats and the carbs and all that kind of stuff. I just knew I was going to have some yeah. tummy issues. So I just kind of like set myself up for that. And, but it's like, I, it's that balance of like not depriving myself from having goodies once in a while, but then like, okay, getting back on track. And even when we go on vacation here in the next week, like we're going to take our mini blender and we're going to go to the grocery store and we're going (laughs) to get our frozen fruit and make our little 
you know, um, smoothies in the morning to make sure we get a lot of those things in because it's, you know, we can't just remote, we travel too much to be, Oh, well, we'll just get to it next time. It's like, no, we have to be on plan most of the time. And then we can cheat once in a while while we're on vacation. Yeah. That's a good point. When it's like traveling is a part of your like regular life. It's not like a Mm -hmm. once or twice a year kind of thing. You have to find ways to really find a balance when you're there to be able to like enjoy things a little, like, you know, enjoy going out to eat and indulging a little more than you normally would. But then also like keeping the meals that you can have control over, like I can keep this on track too. So that's good. Yeah. And I think planning, like, so I, like I said earlier, like for 2022 planning is really going to be a thing that we focus on. And so it's going to be meal prepping and planning. What are we going to eat? And then for me, it's like, I, I get a lot of decision fatigue. So if I just know, okay, this is basically a meal plan. I have this for lunch, you know, for this, for breakfast, this, for a snack, this, for lunch, this, for a snack, and this is what we're, and then maybe dinner is a little bit, um, not so strategically planned out or whatever we had meal prepped, but that way I can just choose like, okay, this is what, this is the meal plan I'm going to have today. And mm-hmm. so that way I don't have to think about it. It's just, nope, my snack is an apple with nut butter. And that's just the way it is. Um, yeah. But then going through and planning out even just like more of our social media and where am I going to um, uh, post what and what TikToks are we going to make and those types of things. So it's definitely planning, I think is going to be our, our best friend to try and really get a more of a control over our life to really ele- be able to elevate where we want to go. Cause we have a lot of big dreams and a lot of things that we want to accomplish. And it's definitely going to take a lot more just time, energy and creativeness. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll be, I'll definitely be interested to hear what more happens with, you know, the blood work stuff and mm-hmm. kind of how that helps helps that creative side and what changes you see. Yeah. I'll definitely keep you listening. Yeah, for sure. Well, awesome. Those were all the things I wanted to talk about with you. Um, so thank you so much for your time and all the information you shared and good stuff. So, um, I really enjoyed it. And where can we find you if people want to, you know, follow you on social media or whatever, wherever, if you have a website or anything like that. Yep. You can definitely check us out on, um, on TikTok, and we are live life off leash or I'm Joey Lee. It's J O I E. Um, I have that for Facebook and Instagram. And then we do have a website called living life off leash. And that's where you can find our podcast and a blog and lots of goodies and nuggets there. Cool. And I'll, I will link to all that stuff. Um, in the notes as well. So thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me on. You can find me, Rachel, on Instagram at Rach R. Lawrence. And you can find me, Beth, on Instagram at Raven Hair Chica. Bye.